Hi there, Elaine Addison here and thanks for tuning in to To Sum It Up, Pay It Forward podcast where I have the greatest pleasure of speaking to a small business owner and hearing about their why behind their business. What have they learned along the way? They're going to share that with us too and they also get the opportunity to pay it forward and thank someone that has helped them on their journey. So stay tuned in to hear who today's guest is going to be. 10 minutes, 10 days, 10 actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office, or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10 dash actions. Hi, everybody. Elaine here. I've got another amazing guest with me today, and that is Janet Cousins, who is the founder of the Food Health and Hygiene Company. So welcome, Janet. How are you doing? Hello, Elaine. Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Yes, and uh, we've we've, uh, come on a a fairly sort of gloomy afternoon, I think, haven't we, when the sun has been shining previously. (laughs) I know. We we can't stop. We can't not talk about the weather in this country, can we? Because it's just, you know, it's just like the open the the curtains in the morning and see what you find really isn't it we never quite know what we're going to get yes absolutely yeah and then the afternoon can be completely different anyway so we we never know do we we never know so so it's great to have you here with me and I'm just really I'm just going to jump into my first question if that's okay so so everybody who comes on here they're all small business owners and they've all got a reason why they started their business so what's your reason that you started yours Janet? Okay, well, my business started in quite an organic way, really. Um, I've always had an interest in food. And when the children were young, I started to teach cookery evening classes. I progressed in adult education for Derbyshire County Council, and I became a programme manager. And during that time, I took my advanced food safety qualifications, along with my certificate in education. So I could teach food safety to a supervisory level three standard. But after a changing career where I owned a deli cafe, I gained lots of practical experience, which gave me a much greater understanding of the issues around, well, catering for the general public. And, And this, of course, is very helpful when you're teaching food safety to others. I also ran a children's cookery party business where food safety and allergen awareness were extremely important. So alongside my deli cafe, I set up a business teaching classroom-based food safety, allergen awareness and nutrition. And that was usually in the client's own workplace. And of course, I took the opportunity to train my own staff too. Um, I don't have my deli cafe any longer, but I learned very many valuable lessons about handling food. And then, of course, during the pandemic, I realised I needed to change the way I delivered courses. And so I wrote um, online e-learning food safety courses uh, to a level two equivalent. And I, I was approached by two other companies. And as a result, I wrote bespoke courses for their online learning platforms too on food safety in a childcare setting and in an educational setting. 
um, <laughs> it's funny how these things start to sort of snowball, really. I, I mean, I'd used the name Food Health and Hygiene Company very loosely over the years, um, mainly as a result of being a member of the Chartered Institute, but never sort of properly traded under that name. Um, but I did, I started using it more regularly uh, when I was asked, to, if possible, to write a short practical course as a, a level two food safety add-on module for leaders of forest schools. So I had to do a lot of research into all of this because I didn't know a lot about forest schools. Mm. Um, mm. And you can imagine the pitfalls when storing, preparing, cooking, serving food in a woodland setting where there's no water, sanitation or electricity. We had great fun at the pilot. I had eight school teachers from Derbyshire County Council who were also happened to be forest school leaders. And um, we ha had them preparing and cooking their own lunch. And the feedback was great, actually, and very positive. And um, as a result of that, I'm hoping to start delivering more of these courses to forest school leaders uh, during the, the coming autumn session. Yeah. So that, that's sort of, it's not straightforward really, Elaine. It's, um, it's been very sort of uh, organic. I've progressed from one thing to another, almost unintentionally really, but I've been in business quite a long time. And I guess over the years, you learn to recognize opportunities. And let's face it, if an opportunity presents itself, you take it. <laughs> that is really one incredible story there, Janet, I have to say, because it's, as you say, you sort of went from one thing to another. They were all sort of linked in, in some way, but um, that's quite amazing, isn't it? So it, it's really started with a passion for, for food. And, and then, as you say, opportunities presented themselves to you and um yeah that's absolutely fascinating one, one thing I, I'd always uh, wanted to do years ago was have a deli equally I recognize that it would be a huge amount of work it's it, it's a nice idea but there's a lot of work goes behind it I guess it was while I ran that I ran it for seven years and it was a 24 7 it really was and mm -hmm. um, I was sort of there either in, in body or in spirit, because I, I was cooking um, for, for well, I and my staff were cooking for other establishments, other delis, other cafes. Right. Um, and I was also cooking for a couple of garden centres where I had to pre-pack the food to sell on their shelves. And so, you know, I would be there really early some days cooking and then leave the staff to run the shop while I was doing all the deliveries and so on. So and then on a Sunday, it was wage roll and cash and carry. So there, there, there was no rest, really. And I do. I really know what it feels like for those out there who are doing this sort of very hard work. Yeah. And I guess that helps you, though, as you said, isn't it, that you've done it, you know, you've done it at the front end. And so, you know, it's all really you've done it from all aspects, which is, is a great thing to um, to be equipped with, isn't it? When you, yeah, you do I, what I you feel do. I have a, a more sort of in-depth understanding, really. Um, I'm not just a teacher. This I have been there at the coalface. So yeah. To speak, yeah. And, uh, with all the pitfalls involved. Absolutely. So tell me then, you do courses and you're doing them online currently. Obviously, that's all yeah. part of what you've, you know, you've had to do changing. Who goes to you to go on these courses and what does that look like? Well, 
people who work with food, um, they, they've got a great responsibility to prevent food poisoning. Mm. So I provide training in food safety and allergens because, of course, loads of people these days have got allergies of various mm. sorts. Um, so I give people who work with food the confidence and knowledge to prepare food safely. They come to me, they get something a little bit different because I'm, I have a more in-depth knowledge. Um, interestingly, the law doesn't state that you have to have a formal qualification. Really? You should have the knowledge to prepare the food safely within the setting you're working. So mm. you could be heavily fined if you knowingly do something when preparing the food, which could ultimately lead to someone becoming ill or, in the worst case, dying. Wow. Um, wow. And besides being a trainer, having worked in the food industry, I feel... I'm well placed not only to teach it, but to relate to those who work with the food. And along the way, I often help them find solutions to in-house problems that they've got. Um, because, as I say, I, can, I have a vision of what, what's going on there behind the scenes that maybe others wouldn't have. And yeah. these courses, they're not designed for academics. Um, and, and I do help with the more technical words. So I provide a glossary for people and that's online as well as face-to-face -face courses and that just gives them an opportunity to understand some of the more technical words that do tend to crop up um, mm. during the course and, and of course are included in exam questions and things like that uh, yeah I like to think it's user-friendly really um, uh, my courses have little quizzes all the way through so that you know people sort of feel as though they're doing a bit of revision all the way along the line. And recently, somebody asked me if I would do food safety in your home, because there are so many people out there who aren't sure what they're doing is correct. And they just feel they need some basics when cooking for family and friends. So um, I've just, just launched it. It's got a few tweaks to, to go on it, but um, I do think that that will be quite helpful to people who, whether they're starting out in, in life and they've just got their first home or whether it's students going to university and a little bit worried about, about what's involved. So, And they may not necessarily need a qualification. They just simply feel as though they need to um, learn a bit more about food, food hygiene. I love that idea. What a great idea, though, isn't it? And of course, so many more people over the last 12 months have you know, been investing in cooking at home, if you like, investing more time in it, haven't they? Well, I've, I, I do enjoy cooking myself anyway, so I'm, I'm quite big on all of that. And I love it. But it's true, isn't it? We sort of acquire skills along the way and um, some we pick some habits off, not all of them good. So uh, so that's yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing yeah. more about that one. It's excellent. And I think there's a lot of um, parents to be delighted with the child going off to uh, university and uh, or, you know, getting their own place knowing that they've got a little bit of knowledge if you like which uh, which yeah. is a great thing well yeah. I mean it's things like um you know why should you not leave baked beans half-eaten can of baked beans actually in the can mm. um and of course what happens is the acid from the tomato sauce reacts with the lining of the can and can cause chemical or, or metal poisoning actually in the um, in the baked beans so that's why you should never leave food in the can. You should decant it into a plastic container in the fridge. 
Yeah, there you go. Gosh, top tip there, <laughs> Janet. Gosh, that's a good one. Well, brilliant. Okay. <laughs> well, I was thinking students and baked beans. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll just go and check my fridge now and make sure that's not happening. <laughs> so, what about um, you know a lovely story? We you know we all we all work with lovely clients, and there's always a story there that really resonates. Often, you know, <clears throat> people come along. Uh, they attend my classes face to face this was in the days pre-covid um and they need to get the qualification for the work that they do so it's very sort of in there do the job out you go mm-hmm. um but i did teach an interesting group who provide foods would you believe to on british rail trains so nice. they're actually in charge of the food on there now no comments on that one please <laughs> as you can imagine on a train it comes with its own set of problems which of course i had to research beforehand mm. now i'm not your typical teacher i don't sit behind the desk i'm more likely to sit on the desk when i'm teaching <laughs> and um at the end of the course one man shook my hand and told me my teaching style was very different uh, not desk by powerpoint and I'd done a really good job teaching. <laughs> it was his first learning experience since leaving school. And he was amazed at how interesting and diverse learning could be. In other words, it had changed his perception of what being a student is about. Yeah. And to me, that was a great honour to have that said to me because, um, you know, I'm not the chalk and book. Type. I'm, I like to bring in lots of anecdotes and uh, interesting little snippets which make people interested. Nobody's going to fall asleep in my classes, put it that way. Sounds great to me. I really love it. Really love it. So when we um, we start a business, we wear so many different hats then. And I know you've, you've obviously had lots of different businesses in there. So what's the, bit, the thing that, about running a business that you really don't enjoy? Okay, well, obviously, starting your own business, you've got so many new things to learn. Even if you've been in business before, no two businesses are the same. The one thing that always stuck out to me, which was my biggest nightmare, if you like, was marketing. Um, And I still find it my biggest challenge, even now. Um, Finding the best places to advertise your services and the time it takes to do it. Because as a, as a, a sole um, trader or single employee, whatever, however you work it, um, it does take a lot of time to do this. Mm. And, and it can be very costly too. Um, and so marketing has always been my sort of bet noir, if you like. And um, yeah, uh, and uh, if, I, if I had the opportunity to farm it out to somebody else, I certainly would do that. <laughs> you know you it's the one that comes up very often on here is the marketing is um and obviously I work with a lot of uh, small business owners and marketing is generally the thing that looks the life out of a lot of people doesn't it and yes. you know for all the marketeers out there that of course they don't get it get it that it's a problem because it's easy for them but for the rest of us you think oh I started a business to do this because I'm great at this and I love it and I want to help people and then the marketing comes along and it feels like such a weight doesn't it or it can do sometimes yeah I mean sometimes you feel as though you spend more time doing that than the actual job that you you set up in the first place yeah, yeah. Yeah. absolutely no totally get that so that's a good one um so uh, 
piece of advice you'd give to somebody starting a business now, what would that be? Well, we live in very different times and the last couple of years has seen many, many changes. Everything's online, that's selling, meetings, everything. If you're a sole trader, you need a support mechanism. It can be very, very lonely out there. Mm. So join a networking group. It might take a while to find the right one where you'll learn lots from others in the same situation. And also, they, you know, there are people in all different trades and walks of life who can advise you. You get free advice from lots of lots of the people there. But you'll also get moral support, too, when times are tricky. If you, if you find the right group, it, it's, it's a, a bit of a fellowship and, uh, and it's extremely helpful. It's worth taking time out once or twice a month to do networking. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And I think, as you say, um, it's it's different times now, but there is so much networking online, isn't there still? And it's just a great way of connecting with people. And it's also a great way of, of surrounding yourself with people who are in a similar situation to you and, and get it, don't they? Uh, so I, yes. I, I agree. Yeah. It's really important, yeah. particularly as, you know, we're still not getting out the house as much as we would have done. And so, you know, do, connecting online with people and doing that is yeah, definitely yeah. really important. Yeah. Mm. Great advice. OK, so what about do you read business books or things that help you? I mean, you clearly um, somebody who loves to learn. That's quite apparent, isn't it? By um, by what you've done, your journey, are the books, that, a book that you'd recommend or a, do you listen to podcasts? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I feel that running a business is different for everyone and it's not a one size fits all. Um, by all means, research your business model and learn your subject material. And uh, that will often involve reading, of course. Um, and there are many, many theories out there and some work, some don't, depending on your business type. I personally, I'm the sort of person who I learn by experience and um, sometimes <laughs> I learn the hard way but I just find um, I've tried one or two books and I never got on with them and just feel that it's uh, I'm better off talking to people as I said in the networking yeah. and just your research a subject yeah so good well I don't by the sounds of it Janet though I don't think you'd have time to read or listen to anything you sound like a very busy lady who's cracking on with stuff so uh, that's all good so we are at the final um, question now which is giving you the opportunity to pay it forward and thank somebody who's helped you along the way and so who are they and how they helped you well, there are actually two people who have helped me on my business journey. As you can appreciate, I've, um, I've been doing this for quite a long time. And so along the way, there are two people who definitely have influenced what I've done in life. The first lady is called Janet White. She's retired now, and we were both worked for Derbyshire County Council Adult Community Education. I didn't do particularly well at school and my father, who was an academic, was very scathing about any potential career I might have. This resulted in my expectations for what I could do in life to be very low. I started my career as a PA secretary and returned as part-time clerical uh, for adult education after my children were born. 
Now, Janet White suggested I should take a City and Guilds teacher training qualification, while, while, which she was actually teaching at the time. And I told her I wasn't an academic, but she did actually persuade me to join her group. We arranged for a buffet for everybody so that they, you know, they, they, it, it felt very informal. So I passed the level one and then I went on and took the level two. And because my confidence and self-belief had grown, I was offered the opportunity to enrol on a, a, a two-year certificate in education course with Nottingham Trent University. So, I mean, I thought, little me doing that, I couldn't believe that I'd managed to do, to get that far, actually, um, because, as I say, I, I was pretty much told I wasn't much good at all this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, I was appointed a programme manager, and ultimately, that gave me the confidence to strike out on my own with my own business. So, thank you, Janet White. Your belief in me was wonderful, and I hope I haven't disappointed. Now, the second lady is called Sue Crooks. And nine years ago, Sue launched a networking group called Love Ladies Business Group, and it's now known as Love Business Networking. I joined the Derby branch of this group three years ago, and I found it very beneficial, not only to business, but also my well-being, and gained some clients along the way. During the pandemic, most small business owners were struggling both mentally and physically from the loss of business. But Sue kept the meetings going on Zoom throughout the lockdown, and even now, they're only just starting to return to face-to-face. -face. Her upbeat attitude was a lifesaver for me and for many of my, my newfound friends. And it helped me to see how I could survive this and remain in business. My business has changed significantly since COVID, but I was able to remain calm and objective. And I so looked forward to getting together with other business owners during the meeting. We even had one-to-ones in breakout rooms and talks given by other business owners and the whole atmosphere remained positive throughout. So thank you, Sue Crooks. I don't think I could have made it without you. Oh gosh, oh there's such both of those are just fabulous stories, Janet. Oh gosh, I feel like quite emotional to be honest. That's why I love doing this podcast. Isn't it so wonderful that you get the opportunity to thank people who've helped you? Because mm, although absolutely. you know, we we sort of think they know that they've helped, it's just great for it to be out there on air that yeah, really want to um you know, pay tribute to you for all the help that you've given me. So, I, well, they they will be delighted with that. I'm absolutely sure because there's such great um, pay it forward shout outs, both of them, and certainly they've helped you on your journey, haven't they? At different points of your journey. Absolutely, um, yes. So here we go. We're at the end now. Obviously, I would like to thank you so much for joining me. What people will now be thinking oh, is, how do I get hold of Janet? Um, so, which platforms are you on, Janet? Where will they find you? So I'm on Facebook, um, the Food Health and Hygiene. I haven't as yet uh, done a website, but of course I have got my learning platform, food, food health and hygiene at, uh, dot com, and, and my level two food safety is on there and it will shortly be joined by some other courses as well, including the one that doesn't have any qualification at the end of it it's best for people who want to know a bit more about sort of domestic cookery and of course people can um, email me that is food health and hygiene 
at live.co.uk or they can give me a ring or, or a message me. Absolutely fantastic to um, catch up with you again, Janet. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more about your next little venture there with the domestic learnings in, in uh, food, health and hygiene. Thank you very much, Elaine, for giving me the opportunity to talk about my business. Oh, my pleasure. It's been great seeing you again. You've been listening to Elaine Atherton. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you'd like to hear more small business owners talk about their business, why they started it and their learnings along the way, then you can subscribe to the shows via all the major podcast platforms to, to sum it up, pay it forward. My passion is supporting small business owners. I've created a free 10-minute audio book called Seven Things Accidental Salespeople Need to Know. To receive a copy of this book, just head to my website on www.2summitup.com.